Hello and welcome to the Armin Show podcast, sometimes remote, sometimes in person. In this case, as you can see, what? This is definitely not remote, it's in person. We have a guest today. It's not just me. Teamed up in blue out here, unplanned. My guest today, Christina Aguinaga. Welcome to the show. Hey, Armin. It's good to see you. It's good to have you on. I'm Armin Shervanian, the host. I don't mention that enough. Very exciting. We are at an outdoor location, park, if you will. A pleasant time. A pleasant time, a pleasant day. Now, Christina, you are a singer. You're a songwriter. You're a voiceover artist. All these things. Correct. We'll have a few topics to get into. Before we get into those, how did you get into that career? Why? Did you have a talent for it? Did someone push you in that direction? What is it? Well, it all started... uh probably when my brother was uh, diagnosed with congenital heart defect. And it was it was a very small percentage of kids in the world that actually had that at the time. And, you know, at two years old, he almost died of a heart attack. It was very serious. Um, luckily, today, he's leading a, a normal and healthy life, but it was very serious back then. And, you know, as he was growing up, the doctor told my mom that he probably shouldn't be doing just regular sports. You know, so the doctor suggested that he get into dance. So because of that, our whole family, my sister and my brother and I ended up getting into dance. We went to a studio called Orange County Song and Dance Company. They are still in business today, 30 or some odd years later. And they kind of got it started. And because it was song and dance, which is unique to a lot of music studios, singing classes were involved. So group singing classes. So one thing sort of just kind of led to another. And, well, I don't, I guess I'm here to make a short story long, not a long story short. But, I mean, that's kind of like how all the singing, you know, got into it. And it's just, it's just sort of continued. Uh, I guess I should start with, you know, how we started, the three of us. And then I continued, and we've all continued to some degree, you know, on the stage. I wanted to look for musicals to audition for because we'd seen one of the kids at the studio, she was in The Sound of Music at the Grand Dinner Theater in Anaheim. So back in the day, I went through the phone book and looked up auditions, and or looked up theaters rather, and called and asked about auditions. The three of us ended up in The Music Man, and then ever since then, I started singing professionally in theater at age 12. But I mean, I've diversified and done a lot of different other you know, styles in terms of singing and furthered my music studies since then. But that's how it all started since you asked not bad that's pretty good we're both individuals who are you can already tell a bit out more presentational than the average person and so maybe the audience can note that during our discussion that's a good quality some have it some don't some are more internal world some are more like even though i'm not the host i'm including the the public out there in my view so that's good that's good (laughs) That's good. We both have that. Nice. Now, let's say, what's a difficulty you've had in the path of singing? Has there been any difficulties? Of course. I mean, I think there's always difficulties whenever you're trying to push yourself to the next level of anything. Right, Armin? Because it's just, in any sort of endeavor that you have, you're never going to find anything challenging if you're never trying to get to the next level. Right? If... If that's all there is, if you just want to sing five notes for the rest of your life, it's just like, oh, that's fine. Done that, you know, mastered that. But whenever you want to push for more, there's always going to be more challenges with anything. So I know that was kind of like a vague answer a little bit. But at the same time, I think it does apply to everything. So vaguely specific, but not really. Both. Both on that. That's good. Vaguely specific, but also informative. Now... Do you have a voice that sets yourself apart from the average person? Is there any details of your voice that you know that give it a great timbre or some sort of quality? Pitch? <laughs> well, timbre is something that, you know, you're born with. You, I mean, everyone has a certain timbre. What is timbre for people who don't know, what which is, is me? What is timbre? Well, I mean, to, to make it more plain, it's just, it's the color. You know, have, well, I guess I can't make it completely plain. It has to do with, you know, the harmonic spectrum and, you know, just the highs and the, low, the high pitches and the low pitches of the harmonic spectrum. So even if you are saying the same pitch, 
right? Which is how high or how low a sound is, you know, and that is, that's universal, has nothing to do with music per se. When you say it, even if you're on the same pitch as me, if there's more color where there's just lower harmonic tones in your voice, it's going to sound a little bit lower. It's going to sound darker, even if we're on the same pitch. You know, do I think that I have a particularly unique sound she, she in that way? She thinks that she has a particularly do unique... Do I? I? I asked if I do. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily what sets me apart because, I mean, I've been compared to other singers and that's fine. I think everybody likes to have a point of reference. I would say something that I'm a little bit more noted for is or that I've been told is that there can be at times when it's appropriate somewhat of a vulnerable quality in my voice that I don't necessarily think that everyone is comfortable with sharing and that's not just with speaking that's also with singing but like for me singing uh, is a great place to just let some of that go and let some of that go in you know a musical format not bad not pretty good, good. <laughs> good as well it's got positive right there that's cool now where are some places your singing has shown where have you expressed your singing where might someone have heard your voice here there or otherwise well besides the wonderful internet people can access it uh metal acto voce arts which is my artist I'm name i'm here i'm here Oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you want my, my feelings are ah, His feelings have been hurt. I'm kidding. My feelings are never hurt, but just... Because you don't have any feelings, right, Armin? Hey, I don't want to brag or anything, but <laughs> no, I have feelings. Enough about me. All right. Well, it's um, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. I mean, any of those streaming sites that you would typically hear of, you know, my EP is out, which is also just my title, so they can hear some of my original music in that way. Uh, where might have people heard me? They might have heard me at a number of restaurants or bars in Southern California. Uh, some people here who may have known me from when I was living in Japan may have known me from the Hakone Rikyu in Mount Fuji. In Mount Fuji, and well, that's where I sang and played piano six nights a week, and that was a wonderful experience living there. So some people might have heard me there. Some people might have heard me on some cruise ships where I sang and danced for uh, Royal Caribbean. It was the Vision of the Seas. And then another company uh, that is no longer in business anymore. Uh, the name of the boat was called the Big Red Boat. And uh, you're here. I'm here. Uh, yeah, not, not, I shouldn't be looking at the camera. Valid point. The Big Red <laughs> Boat. What is, wait, what's the Big Red Boat? It was a cruise ship. That's a great name. So the Big Red Boat. Cruise ships are huge. I was thinking about it a couple days ago. Are there any yachts? that are bigger than the biggest cruise ships? I don't think so. I think no. cruise ships have the victory there. No. Yeah. You just can't compete on that level mm -hmm. of size. That's cool. So some people were hearing you in the background. They're like, what is that? Oh, it's Christina Aguinaga. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. I don't have like a singing voice, but I do enjoy lyrical ensembles and rapping is great. So it's a combo. If you have a rapper and then a singer, there can be a combo. There's a chorus. Yes, yes. It's very important material right there. Now, have you ever rapped, by the way, just throwing that in for variety purposes? I haven't, but, you know, but just because I haven't doesn't mean I won't. Dreams can come true. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Who knows, right? Who knows? That's classic. Now, aside from... That's pretty cool, right? Long live creation, by the way. If you don't make things or try singing or try rapping, or reach out to somebody, yeah. you'll never know where your peak of ability was, and you'll always wonder, should I have pushed? Should I have collaborated with somebody? Was there more potential there? Yeah. If you're a creator type, which some people are. Not everybody's a creator type. Some people, if you ask them, they say, I am not creative. I do standard operating procedures on a daily basis, yeah. and that's all. Fair. Now, this is a good one here. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to the singing. People, okay? Yeah. Now, we had met in a variety form at an occasion, outdoor, I just show up out of nowhere, things are happening, and you meet people at such instances. Yeah. It's a nice feature. One past guest, Josh Sussman, actor, also I met in the same way, I think at the same place. What? Else, yes. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a little loud sometimes. <laughs> Passion. Yeah. And so... <laughs> 
there's something great about it because beforehand, your people that are not connected in some form, unknowing of each other and somewhere apart on the planet in some way. Afterwards, it's like, oh, there's some sort of linkage. Maybe there's a point of connection. It's kind of interesting. What do you think about that concept? And have there been any people along the way who you have just met randomly who have become a larger person in your existence? Well, you're like the first person that comes to mind. Number one. Yeah, number one. I mean, but like, can you define random? Because I would say that if you're going to define any time we meet someone in public as a random experience, well, I would say that is my normal experience. And is my normal random experience so random just because I'm not curating it on some kind of app? Great point about apps right there. I mean, seriously, because... In that case, you might say that, oh, every time I've met someone at a farmer's market or every time I've met someone at an event, such as the event that you and I met, you know, is that random? I mean, I am a person who is purposeful when I go out in public, you know, to do whatever it is that I'm setting out to do. Even part of that isn't always planned, but that's part of the fun. That's part of the excitement. Like, you don't know like what's going to happen, you know? So I don't know. I find it interesting. Are we now at a point in our culture where everything is so planned because of technology, which is great because it allows us to, you know, with some of these applications, allow us to meet people we would have never possibly meet, met, rather. But, I mean, is it just a point in our culture where that that is also such a normal practice that when people do meet people in any other means that now we classify it as random wow i'm asking the host questions now oh turn it on armin shervanian wait did i say your name wrong it's armin shervanian just for armin all the shervanian, p- yeah. people who are wondering that's a great point now yes some would call it random and they would be less likely to do it because they'd be the same people that call other people strangers this is random, this thing is odd, that person's weird. They do a lot of descriptions, thus pushing away any opportunity for that. As opposed to the people who wouldn't describe it that way, maybe yourself, who would look at that as like meetings or happenings or what occurred, and then it's more likely to occur. The words we use push away or pull forward what we want to push away or pull forward. They have a strong effect. Yeah, things we figure out in the moment. Can you believe it? These words have a large impact, right? You get what I'm saying. So, right? If you start saying like, oh, that person's a this and that person's a this, automatically they are now further 10 feet away from you, 20 feet more away from you because Mm -hmm. of what you just said. You didn't give them room to come forward. Now if they came forward, they'd be the odd person that now is coming towards you. Now they're bugging you. You got a host of words, right? And then the other person's like, I hope we can connect with that person who seems interesting. Now if they came over... It's a good fit. It fits in at that moment. You see it. I can see that the the feeling sense is coming through from her for those moments. You don't want to push away opportunity unless you do. And if you do, that's a category of people. Well, if you want to push it away, I mean, you have good reason for that. Or I shouldn't say you. I will speak about my spell. If I want to push away an opportunity, it's because I don't see it as a viable opportunity anymore. You know, maybe I did at one point and now I don't, or maybe I never saw it as, as a viable opportunity. I, you know, I find, you know, when you're having these, I don't want to say random. Random. But, random. Oh, but when you're having these meetings with people and you just, you're out and about, you can pick up on so much, so much because it's, it's, it's not just hearing their voice, you know, I mean, there's body language involved. But just in general, I think it's also their presence. You can feel, you know, more of like what's in their presence when you're, you know, out and about at these events or just at these, you know, happenings with people like the farmer's market. It's not an event, but it is something I go to every week. And I've made some wonderful connections with just some of the farmers and the vendors who are there because, you know, I I genuinely want to know their stories, you know, how they started this farm, how they started this business, where they want to go. Because when I'm there every week and I'm buying their products, you know, I know that I'm supporting something and someone and more than just someone. Obviously, there's more than one person involved, but I'm, I'm supporting a group of people 
that is putting out something that I believe in. And something nice. I like that you mentioned the event. Farmer's market, right? It can be an event. For me, I would look at it that way. Like, this thing, even though people, somebody might just getting oranges, right? But I might see it as, this is an event. I can meet one, two, whatever, people of connection at that event. I think of it like it might as well be a concert or something. So it turns into that because I see it that way. Or even the line for a concert for me could be the concert. For you. Yeah. Not right. Not for everybody. It's not for everybody. (laughs) Valid point. But for some, you can see the non-event looking thing as an event if it has the things that you're looking for and you are able to reach for them in a certain way based on boldness that maybe most people don't have. But if you have that, it's like an unlock. Huh. Well, I guess if you define event in that way where you're trying to make connection, I guess you could define something like the farmer's market. Like a networking event. Well, I mean, but those are titled as events. Yeah. On, on the internet. It's not just something that happens like every single week. You farmer's know, market happens every single and, week. And it's not it's not marketed as an event. But right, it's a secret label. A secret label. We can't tell everybody. Oh. I yeah. guess I, well, well, maybe yet. But but we plan to tell everybody that no, it no, is an no. event. No, no, no. We just can't. Point. We can't. <laughs> we just can't. It's okay. a secret label. We can't tell everybody, even though I'm mentioning it right now. Oh. Well, if you're talking about just what, if you're constituting what is an event based on being able to make connections. The farmer's market definitely differs than just going to, like, say, a Ralph's or, you know, Trader Joe's. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I myself go to many grocery stores besides uh, besides the farmer's markets. But that need or that want for connection to the small businesses, to the vendors, to the farmers, uh, those kinds of relationships where – people want to make connections, that is something that happens amongst people who go there on a regular basis. And I would say that that something like that doesn't really happen so much at just a regular grocery store. Not that I don't like or appreciate, you know, folks that I might see working there on a regular basis, but just that desire for that connection and that ability to be able to build connections is a lot easier at an environment like the farmer's market. I met some of my past companions at Ralph's. So from me- buying blueberries turned out to be a very long happening of extended time frame. So Ralph's can even be that. So you tried to pull it back to Ralph's. It's not that. Ralph's can be that. And it was a Ralph's, one of them, with blueberries. With blueberries. Yeah. What kind of questions did you ask about blueberries, Armin? I don't know if I asked about blueberries. We were both buying them. And then after that, boom. And now we, we knew each other for a long time. So, wow. Yeah. I just skipped the middleman. All this internet stuff, I skipped it. Why? I don't believe in it. Happenstance. Very cool stuff. It's very nice. Maybe serendipity. can be enjoyable. Now, that's meeting people, right? Yeah. I've talked about this recently with somebody. uh, Self-esteem, which is connected to meeting people. How much do you think self-esteem plays into the average person's whole day? plays into almost every part of your day for every person. Let's say there's an average person, right? Their self-esteem is a three. Oh, out of 10 or out of 100? 10. Oh. And there's another person whose self-esteem is an eight out of 10 in general. What's going to be some of the big differences between their days? In how they interact with others or how they interact with themselves or both? Both. Ooh. We only do both on this show. All right, all right. If it was one side, it wouldn't be the show. It would be the other show, which is like a partial show. We're Like, you know, there's Whole Foods. We'd be Whole Foods. Other shows would be partial foods. I think it's impossible to mention about how self-esteem will affect their day without also mentioning self-interest. Oh, Without also mentioning... What's uh, the combo there? What's the combo between self-esteem and self-interest? Self-interest, self-esteem, but also interest in others. Okay. So give us some of the links here. Self-interest and self-esteem. How are they linked? Self-interest and Mm self-esteem. Well, if your self-esteem is low, your desire to connect with others will be corrupted with your desire to control others. Deep. Yeah. Well, no. Really, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty noticeable if you've been noticing things for a while, like like I tend to do. So, people with low self-esteem, their connections with others will be corrupted because they will by want their to desire to control others instead. 
They want to control it because they don't have the wherewithal to handle it as it is. They need it in like a segmented, controlled box. It's completely about their self-interest, you know, not about the interest of others. And is that, would you say that's an after effect of their low self-esteem? And now I have to adapt and adjust and make a little box around things in a certain way so I can get through the day? Or is it this bad habit that then Mm. leads people to not be around them and then they think they're not liked? Which one leads Ooh. the way? Which one leads the way? I think you kind of said it, though. It is. It sounds like the low self-esteem starts first. That's more like your base feeling. I think it, I think it starts with that, but there's two types of folks with low self-esteem. Those two types? Who, well, maybe there's more. I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to observe, but there's the, there's the kind of person with low self-esteem that wants to work through that and wants to work through that. Growth mindset. Yes, growth mindset by valuing themselves and also by valuing others making others feel valued because they, you know, have an understanding that if they can work on themselves and they can help, you know, others in the process, that they're going to be increasing their self-esteem. But there's others who, you know, don't want to do that. It's because that is challenging. It puts you in a challenging place when you want to, when you realize that in order for you to increase your self-esteem, that part of that is increasing the self-esteem of others and having interest in the growth of others. That takes some level of maturity. Not just maturity, though. Go on. The difference between the growth mindset and somewhat the fixed mindset, and if you're fixed in place and maybe immature, as you describe it. What is immature? That's a tough one. But Ah. you would be limited in your capacity to influence others. Yeah. And, well, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. Huh. But it's helpful if you genuinely want to not control, but connect. To, to, to see people controlling where versus they connecting. connect. To see people where they're at. That's a great pairing right there. One side is controlling, the other side connecting. How much, which, where do you want to be on that? Mm-hmm. Well, with, with connecting, right? You can't connect if you're controlling. No, you can't. You can't because you're, you're, you're plotting everything. You're scheming everything. Right. You're not allowing for spontaneity. You're not allowing for creativity. And creativity isn't about control. That's true. You know this. You're a creative. Yeah, I deleted yeah. my thing. I had mapped out every 30 seconds of this episode, <laughs> mapped out in 30-second <laughs> segments. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's too far on the controlling end of the spectrum. I will go towards the connecting end of the spectrum. And so I had to delete my long file. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, creativity doesn't work when everything is this is about this and we do this and this is this and you have to do it like this and this. My creativity is gone then. A little bit of limitation is nice. Well, it's good to have structure. Yeah. But we can always play. Structure. Yes. Small amount of structure, some amount of structure, not like a management of the whole system. And this is how much passion can be showcased. And that's it. That's it. That's a level four. We're not going above a level four, said the commander. So that's a great pairing right there. Yeah. People only have the choices they can make from what they're starting from, like from their morning. If you have a poor sleep, right? Good luck having a great morning where you're booming. You're fighting against the elements at that point. I can't even do it. No. And I was voted most likely to be able to do it, right? And Most likely to survive on two hours of sleep? Where, where was this contest? There was a vote, 2014. They just said Armin. There was a vote. And so after that vote, I thought to myself, yeah, good point, guys. And so, but I can't do it. In, on a short amount of sleep. So if I can't do it and others can't do it, it's like a representation. The way you go into the day dictates a lot of what the day can be. It's pretty much started from yesterday, frankly, today. Yesterday dictates a bunch of today. You're planning what, where you'll go with it and whatnot. Mm. How structured are you versus how creative? Where do you reside on openness to trying things out versus this is the routine I, I'm tapped into and that's all I will be doing for the next decade? Well, I mean, I have to plan, you know, goals that I have, you know, for my singing, songwriting, voiceover, you know, business. 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 I mean, I have to. I write out my goals for the month. 
every month. I'm part of an accountability business group for voiceover. And those folks have been so amazingly helpful to me in so many other ways other than voiceover. I'm giving, uh, this is a shout out to them. Shout out to the group. Shout out to the group right now. uh, Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do half the things I'm doing. I mean, obviously there's so many people in my life that I'm grateful to, but they're just the people that are coming to my mind right now. Because as you talked about structure, that is one of the things that, you know, that we have, we help each other do. We keep each other accountable for our goals with having some structure that we plan, you know, certain things that we're going to get done for the month. And so I already know what certain things that I have to do for the next month. You know, when it comes to like a week by week or a day by day basis, I know when certain things have to be due, you know, whether I have to put it in my Google calendar to set myself an alarm that such and such a thing needs to be taken care of by such and such a time, you know, or, and and, or whether it's a meeting, I mean, that's going to go on there if I have a meeting with somebody, but no matter what, I think by making a list of structured things that have to happen and by realizing when you know, that month goes by and maybe not everything happened for whatever reason, then it's time to reevaluate. Perhaps I had too much structure planned into this month and we can reevaluate. Well, I reevaluate stuff like that at the end of the month because it's good to have structure. It's good to have planning. But when it's overkill with anything and there's no time to just breathe, when there's no time to just sleep, it's actually Actually, I'm the voiceover artist who can't talk. Actually. Actually, it's detrimental to your progress because, you know, when you're doing 50 million things or, or it, and it may be not too much for somebody else, but if it's too much for you at that given time, you're not going to be productive at any of it. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes less is more and not just with, you know, the words that you speak, but with the things that you do. That's true. That's what people said when I was on episode three. They said, less is more. Just quit right now while you're... Kidding. Nobody said that. That would not be an informative statement if they made that. I I didn't hear that. It wouldn't be accurate. Yeah. Less is more not in that context. More in like... Well, context uh, always matters. Yes. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, this is a classic. So, I always always check with people usually when I meet them in public randomly. Mm -hmm. Like three words that would describe them of themselves. And so I have mine pinned down. One of them is non-contextual, so that's you said context, non-contextual, uh, fearless, and then I put creative or resilient. Either way, mm-hmm. what are some words you would use to define yourself? Three of them, current moment, 2022. What what might they be? As we have this background. Well, I have to copy you. You can't. Well, okay. I, I can. Okay, a little. A little. Less is less. Copying is more. <laughs> I am resilient. Okay, you're resilient. I mean, I guess I have to find another word for creative because, you know, we're both creative. Um, I can't say destructive because destruction is the opposite of creation. So, therefore, I'm an advocate for creation. Yeah. So, create. create. So, that's two two things. All right. That that I I copied you on two things. I don't want to say non-contextual. Okay. Because I don't think that's accurate for me. I am very conscious of each context. Even your third term is related to context. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, this is part of me connecting with you. Yeah. Is seeing how we connect and, and also how we differ. Let's say I was deported from planet Earth, right? Would these, <laughs> would, would these still be the same terms? I would use the first two, creative and resilient. But in terms of the third one, I probably might say something along the lines of fierce or driven. Oh, okay. You know, or even there's a lot of words. You know, compassionate, maybe compassionate to a fault. I have been criticized for being overly compassionate. But hey, you know, as they say, if you combine compassion with wisdom, that's the best. But sometimes easier said than done. Sometimes you're always balancing the two. Well, no, sometimes I'm always trying to balance the two, but not always balancing them in the not always balancing them in an effective way until I can see clearly. Now, you said. What what part of Brazil are you from? You said you're Brazilian. I never said I was. Brazilian. Your second word. You said I'm. Um, Brazilian. Yeah. Okay. Arman. I'm joking. I'm ki- I'm messing here. <laughs> For those who are curious, where is your background of? I'm Persian Armenian. What might you of be? 
Oh, you're you're Persian Armenian. Wow, yeah, I thought you were just Armenian. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my last name Aguinaga uh-huh. is Basque, and so that comes from the Pyrenees Mountains, in uh, in between France and Spain, and th- there's the Basque country right there. So there's actually a town called Aguinaga. But hist- but history would have us know that the Basques were used by Franco during World War One as target practice. So a lot of them then migrated to different parts of South America, Central America, uh, Mexico, where I have family from Mexico on my grandfather's side. They are from Guadalajara. And they are also native. But they, my grandfather grew up in Los Angeles. Well, uh-oh. Well, he grew up on a farm where Cal State Dominguez Hills used to be. And some of you know me because uh, some of you know me from Cal State Dominguez Hills. CSUDH. Yeah, yes. And my grandma, she grew up in Watts. But her family comes from New Mexico. But she's also French and Cherokee Indian and Spanish. And on my mother's side, we there's family from Italy for sure. And they came first to Chicago and they were farmers, Italian farmers. But also have family from Quebec. So they're also French-Canadian, and that's also some fun stuff. And also, on that side of the family, there's also some Scottish. So there's some family from Scotland as well um, on that side of the family. I think I covered everything in terms of my story. I I don't know how much connection I have to it, but uh, it's interesting to know. So you're basically Filipino. Yes. I speak Tagalog, too. Oh, great. I don't. I'm just messing with you. I used to call that Tagalog. Oh, good Lord. That's great. So <laughs> wide variety there. Good. Interesting. Some of us have more variation in our recent background and some of us have less variation in our recent Well, I'm background. pretty sure there's more if I go on, what's it called? 123.com or no, there's there's another. 23andMe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll find out some more if I just go on 23andMe.com. That's all I know from talking to my family just because I like to talk to them about like where they came from. To, because it's to me, it's like if I don't ask them while they're alive, those stories will die, and I won't know. Sure, I can go on Twenty Three and Me, and like that's what anybody can do now. But it's still nice if you have the opportunity to ask your older family members, like, "Hey, what city or what town did we come from? You know, what kind of things did they did people in our family do for a living? Blah 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 blah. You know, I mean, why would you want to know? I know, no, no, my vocabulary is quite impressive. I know, right? No, it's good. We all have different. I know somebody that does do 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 do, and then uh, somebody else that does. So there's sometimes there's these uh, elements that are placed there. It's nice to have that conversation. I know somebody who did a podcast episode with her mom or recording, mm-hmm. not even a podcast, just a recording with her mom, which is nice, so that in the future, she can look back and look look at this discussion I've had. Mm-hmm. There's something nice about it. You can't get that from one two three. Some by the way, somebody's gonna go to one two three dot com right now and be like, <laughs> this doesn't work. I want to find out about my family, but this is like an arithmetic site. This is the worst. People are trying to get their genealogy, and now they're just learning fractions, which is okay. Learning is good, too. (laughs) I guess you've influenced people in a more logical learning direction. That's not bad. One, two, three, not one, three, two. Right. Right. Never heard that website. Right. (laughs) Flip it around. Six, eight, 12. New websites. Domains were a big deal like 20 years ago. Everybody was snatching up domains. Mm-hmm. Now they're snatching up NFTs. That's what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, non-fungible tokens. Got to love it. Got to love it. Now, once in a while I do this, this is for variation purposes. What's a question you have for the host, who is me, who is Armin Shervanian? Armin. Yeah. Where do you see the Armin Shervanian show going? Do you want to, is this going to turn into a TV series? Uh, what do what do you have any creative ideas for other a spin-off on this or something else because you are so creative and i follow you on the instagram you know so i'm i have to say i'm curious well i first i have to say i'm gonna have to find out who is hosting the armin shervanian show and i'm gonna have to outcompete them because mine is called the armin show and i have to like <laughs> outdo them they have my name too it must be the, there's one guy who is in pasadena who he runs a restaurant and other restaurants he has my name he's the only other person with my name that must be his show, if that's the case. And I will straight competition, just competition going on. Now, assuming, you know, he's not there and it's the Armin show we are referring to, boy, where would I like it to go is broad-natured. So I am continually connecting with more people 
and more groups of people as I'm starting to do this mm-hmm. year. Two guests, three guests on a panel. It's a show, okay? When we think about some TV show like Jay Letterman or David Leno, either of these guys, right? Famous. Yeah. Uh, Conan O. Ferguson. These, in- <laughs> <laughs> these, <laughs> these individuals, they have a show. They usually have one guest. Sometimes they'll have a guest and a person. They might have a sidekick. There's more stuff. They might have some merchandise related to it. There's life, liveliness connected with it. Something like that, where I'm connecting this person to that person. This person would have never spoken with that person normally, but I brought them together. Or we're talking about a topic that's current, but maybe in a more logical way than happens in 2022. So there's a wide variety of goals in it. There's representations that I'm trying to make about like fearlessness, because when you do things, underneath doing things, you're representing the fearlessness to do those things. Because I know people that wouldn't even do any of them because they'd say, oh no, I cannot be doing that it's just too much for me or i'd be nervous or something right right so i'm doing a little representation to those individuals Mm -hmm. some of them i've been able to influence to actually start their own things and now they're happening once that happens i'm like go go run run up the mountain by the way there's a mountain there for the people who might not be seeing it but mountains everywhere and you can run up them that's what people like to do Actually, I should include the background. Do you ever do any hiking or anything like that? We'll get back to my Naturally. show thing, but do you Naturally. do any? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I guess I, I guess that's not to be assumed, but yeah, of course, you know, I have nothing that would prevent me from being able to hike, so why wouldn't I? Or why would you? You would do it for the passion and joy and the excitement of it. Yeah, no, but I can understand if you know certain people have limitations that might keep them from you know hiking in the same way that uh, with those who don't have limitations however i mean it's 2022 we have so much technology and so many different you know contraptions that allow people to get around i'm wondering if if somebody is saying well oh well i'm not able to do this or that or the other thing it's like well maybe people need to know so that more technologies can be invented to enable you to have that experience that others have yes I'm going to bring the counterpoint. Let's pretend that 2022 is about, no, we just go. We don't even think too much about other people. Boom, 2022. We're bringing it back. Whatever was that, 1912? Something like that. We're bringing it back, 2022. Mm-hmm. But it's good for other people to be able to go to. Yeah. You got to bring a counterpoint sometimes where everything else is going to sound the same all day long on the internet. That ain't good. We know this. We know this. Now, as far as my show, when you think about it, what are some features about it that come to mind how would you describe some of my nature uh you've seen a little bit of it do anything's come to mind about it themes or what i represent what does it look like as a show fearlessness fearlessness spontaneity you can see that i feel it okay even better okay i hear it you hear it yeah fearlessness spontaneity mm-hmm. now when it comes to like discussions with let's say scientists or authors Anything about that? Does that resonate? Is that like a minority of people who would be interested in that? Does anything come to mind? I don't about think that, that it's a minority of people that are interested in that. I think that if more people were to become more interested in it, it's just a matter of making a lot of those concepts more accessible to people who don't speak in that language every day. Okay. Because, you know, let's say, you know, music, for instance, which, as you know, that's a big part of my background is music. There are certain things that if I speak completely in that language, you know, people are not going to have any idea as to what I'm talking about. But I can give them an experience. I can give them a performance to allow them to feel something that I'm feeling, for instance. Uh, So when it comes to things like, you know, more scientific concepts, that's why I'm a fan of places like the California Science Center here in Los Angeles because it's not just reading someone talk about something. Right, It's not even just seeing clips. There are so many exhibits that allow you to have an interactive experience with the concept that you are learning about. So I think you know, in any field, the more you allow and you invite people to be a part of that experience, and it becomes not just intellectual, 
but emotional for them. And when I say emotional, I'm talking about energy in motion. I stole that from Victor Wooten's book, uh, The Music Lesson. My she will be going to favorite, jail later on for my this My favorite stealing. book about teaching music. I'm not stealing. I I um I quote, I told you where I got the uh, where that from. But like I think you really have to also appeal to, appeal to not just intellect but emotion, because when people put the two together, that's what you call or that's what I feel as an experience where you've just not grasped a concept on an intellectual level, but you feel that emotion. It's an entire body experience at that point. Wow, I just made a long story short. I mean, a short story long, Armin Shervanian. <laughs> That's what I do with my voice too. I make it pretty emotional and not intellectual. It's very full of passion and I like to bring it in an exciting way too. That's pretty good variety right there. Your robot voice for 2022? Yeah. Are you, wait, are you trying to make a statement that you're afraid the robots are coming, Armin? Is that where we're going with this conversation today? I am changing it up from, see, because it's a complete counterpoint to your emotional presentation to my, I just said some words. It might have might as well have been texted. Might as well have been texted. But you bring up a good huh. point that the other one is way more memorable. Whatever I just said, most people forgot it three seconds after. But what you just said was full of punch and liveliness, and not just me heard it, but every tree in the local community heard it. Ah, everyone <laughs> is hearing us today. So it's it resonates, and sometimes we have to think about not just the moment where we may be limited in some capacity, but future moments where, like some of the most popular YouTube videos are the ones where somebody does something very vocal in public, and in the moment, the average person would say, this is so out of place. But when it gets to the video time, people really like to see those videos. Wow, that's so out of place. And they still did it in front of all those people and didn't care and did that dance move. It makes a statement and stays months and months and months. That will be viewed thousands of times, whereas that moment was brief. And most of the people that took part in it will not even remember it. Or if they do, they might be like, oh, I was there too suddenly they were glad about it. Yeah. So it's like you're almost punching discomfort in the face. It's kind of cool. Punching discomfort in the face. That's that's an interesting image, Armin. Yeah, that should be my new logo for the show. People are like, wow, what's he punching? Discomfort in the face. Or some sort of uh, limitation view. Not structure, limitation. Because structure is cool and allows for creativity as alluded to by Christina Aguinaga later, just in case everybody didn't know her last name in a loud form. But as far as limitation, that's not as exciting. That one is like a stoppage of life. Yeah. We don't yeah. want that. Well, no, not today anyway. Here's one for you yeah. that the people might be wondering. Yes. Are there any messages when you wake up or during the day that you tell yourself or have empowered you or you stand by on a regular basis? Absolutely, absolutely. We would like to know. Remember one. earlier when you were talking about how when you refer to, we were talking about randomness and how, you know, oh, if we were talking about how it it's a random meeting with someone and you said, well, by using that word, right? It was somehow pushing away new experiences, like pushing them away. Right. Well, two words that I've gotten rid of and then two words that I added um, to my life in my daily, you know, as part of just my daily, the way that I speak to myself has made a huge difference. I used to say words like, I want this or I need this. And since, as I told you before, I am always, con I try to be contextual, you know, like wherever it makes sense. But in the context of how we speak to ourselves in the morning, my cousin, Ashley DePaul, who uh, has a wonderful, wonderful business uh, where she sells herbs and she also provides other lovely services. Plug. Yeah, I know. I'm plugging her. She told me to wake up in the morning and start saying, I am worthy of blank, whatever it is. She said that you need to say things like, I deserve blank she wasn't saying you know that i should be entitled or anything like that because obviously i believe in putting effort into everything it is that i do but she was just saying by changing the language of how you speak to yourself from i want or i need 
to I am worthy and I deserve, it's a much more empowering way to speak to yourself. And so if we're talking about, you know, bringing in opportunities, that's definitely something that's been super powerful, super important to me. And maybe one of the reasons I could be on this show. <laughs> it's something nice when you say I want that or I need that. You're also indirectly saying I don't have that. It's out of my reach right yeah. now. It might be out of my reach in total. It doesn't help. The other one is like, yeah, it's me. Let's do this. Then basically life walks in. Yeah. It's a good perspective. You're already there or you're not there. And it's hard to do anything in the middle. You're either like, I'm already there and welcome aboard. Or I'm not there and maybe later, which is never. There's not really a middle. There isn't. No. Yeah. That's a message right there. Yeah. These things can be taken into account by individuals. Mm-hmm. Or, or large groups of people in order to have more success, of course. I got to throw that one in too. Large groups of people, as you said that, one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. and that's always been one of my themes in my existence. When I used to play this one computer game, I was the guy who would bring like 10, 15, 18 people together. Yeah. I'd have the biggest games on that whole game of anybody. And then big game nights. I had group game nights with mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Uh, game house also in Glendale other places we'd have gatherings many people and then the idea of the shows I'm describing multiple guests and panel and such so there's a theme that's why I like big events too because there's a thing happening and then there's the outside part I really like the outside part because there's things happening which means the energy is up and then there's some variety happening on the outsides which is where I join in the middle is not for me because it's usually like the music or the fashion show or the whatever the main thing is it's not really my thing but the energy is up for everybody mm-hmm. and i'm people oriented so the people around it then there can be great times there that's what i like about big the energy is up yeah mm-hmm. now this is a conclusionary question for you mm. two of them two parts Ooh. Yeah, didn't expect it. Right, plants? Ah! Right? right? Am I right? They were. They called me earlier. See, he's, he's including the plants. Isn't it? That's. Hey, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Grass, trees. Didn't know we were going to meet all these plants today. Hey. Kind of random. You can't plan these. Everything random. We're both in blue. <laughs> That's unexpected. I know, right? <laughs> can't can't plan these things out. One is. What is the message you would have for all people of the planet based on your existence? Oh, good. Yeah, no, just wow. a small question, small one. And the part two, should I, I'll, I'll do part two after part one. Part one, go ahead. Message for all people? All people on the planet, you have a megaphone. Megaphone, oh, it's kind of no. like this microphone, but it's it's a SM5 billion, 800 um, I am million. woman, hear me roar? <laughs> okay, okay, so all people, I mean- <laughs> can all people take that message? Can everybody on the planet, somebody right now in Ethiopia is like, I don't, I, you know, you're asking me an interesting question. Is that question. not your form? I don't think that... Would you I, take a megaphone and say something to all the planet? I, I don't know that I can give completely universal messages. There's how I feel about certain things. That's true. And the people that are meant to connect with those messages will connect. But they're probably not directed at everybody because everyone's not going to understand. Everyone may not grasp it or it may not be relevant to them. I have your third term, by the way, for the description terms. Your third term is either like considerate or inclusionary because I've noticed the theme of like basically every type of individual is included or taken into account when you're discussing. Because even when I mentioned the hiking, you were like, some of those might not be able to do it, but based on technology, they may be able to hike. In in, In 2022, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's not bad. And then the part two of this one which I will adjust slightly because part one, right? You wouldn't yeah. take a megaphone. What's the message that you think 2022, something good that is coming from 2022 towards you? Awakening. Awakening. Yeah. Now, so you were sleeping in 2021. Was that like hibernation? And I, was, I wasn't hibernating, but like I, I think, you know, a lot of us had a lot of awakening in 2020 you know, for obvious reasons, I have uh, I have alluded to my life being a country song country in 2020 song. in many ways, 
we will we will not be singing that hit today. I will have to save that for another time. So that began a lot of, you know, exploring into other things because, you know, just like so many people, I wasn't able to do a lot of the work that I was doing in person anymore. I couldn't teach lessons in person. I couldn't perform, you know, in restaurants and bars or private parties or anything like that. I couldn't do a lot of the things that I was doing in person. So that is actually how I got into voiceover. Uh, and since then, you know, I've done some audiobooks. I've done some work for a company, some digital advertising for them. And I did their official jingle. They're awesome people. But outside of that, you know, and just realizing that there's even more opportunities with music and things like that, I think something which is interesting, so interesting that you bring this up in 2022, that this is like a new thing in terms of awakening. We were talking earlier about when you are going to events, when you're meeting people, when we're meeting people, we talk about, we talk about connection. Well, this feels very serendipitous in a way to even be mentioning this. I have been told by a couple of people that I am also a connector and that there are ways to monetize it and there are ways to do it legally and soundly and ethically. And so I didn't even know that this was something that I could even monetize with. Um, I am, I feel that I'm excited to explore how to do this because of my interest in others, my genuine interest in how other people are doing. I think that, and I know that, I don't just think, I know that I'm going to continue down this path about to see how it will be relevant to all of the things that I'm already doing, you know, because the things that I'm already doing in terms of music and voiceover and singing, you know, that's never going to go away. But how to combine this natural thing that I do, which is connect people and to explore where I can go with that. And that's exciting to me. It all comes down to connection. With music, it's about connection. With anything that I do with my voice and speaking and talking to you, it's about connection. Everything to me boils down to connection because ultimately, right, right, we're all interconnected. I just don't know if you have enough passion. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is something we were wondering about because when people see you, they might think, "Where's where's her passion front uh, uh, lie?" And it's so it's not there. You just want to be a bit more emotive. <laughs> that would probably be the best way. Maybe a little bit more expressive. So that people can, because they won't know who you are if you're always really muted and reserved. So if you're able to, I don't know, just some, you know, change of tone and maybe a little bit of loudness, expressiveness, that would be good. People could, you know, really relate with it. Classic. Great point there about connection. And yes, there are people that their whole career might might be like linked up Michael with Ashley and Michael and Ashley did a deal, and then the person that linked them was a key part of that, and that's a whole career for some individuals, just that. So you bring up a valid point. Christina Aguinaga. Armin Shervanian. That's me, the host. Let's not forget, I never mentioned that enough. Yes, I am the host, Armin Shervanian. Good point. Yeah. I would like to thank you for having joined on this episode of the show in person, in public, in nature, basically, and giving us some insights that we would not have had otherwise. Well, cool. Glad to have you on. And we are out. <laughs>